Welcome back to the Fundamental Hour. This is the second week in our series on the prosperity gospel or the teaching of prosperity. What does the Bible say about prosperity? Is what many churches teach about the prosperity gospel, is it true? When they tell you God's going to make you rich, when they tell you that if you're really right with God that you'll be healthy, is that true? Last week, we talked about what prosperity is, and we defined prosperity as making progress or having good success. And we also learned from the story of Joseph, we learned that Joseph was a slave, yet he was a prosperous man. We learned that he was prosperous because the Lord was with him. We learned that Joseph prospered even though he faced trials, and suffering. And we learn that Joseph is described as prospering even though he was a prisoner in jail. The modern day prosperity gospel preaching teaches that having the riches of the world is evidence of God's blessing. But that's not what the scriptures teach us. This week I'm going to show us, show you from the scripture some of the things that the Bible has to say about the riches of this world. In Matthew chapter 19, in verse number 16, we see a very clear teaching here concerning riches. The Bible says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? And Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, Thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Let me say right here that if anyone was to obey all of God's commandments, they would not need to be saved. They would be righteous. They would not need a Savior. Okay? What Jesus is trying to get this young man to understand is he's trying to get him to understand that he is a sinner. And so he's telling them, if you obey the commandments, you'll go to heaven. Hoping that this young man would realize that he hasn't done that, that he has sinned. But this young man doesn't catch on. He testifies, oh, I have done all these things. In verse 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast. And give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. When God told him to go and give away all your possessions and follow me, the man was sorrowful. What did Jesus tell the man to do? He told him to go and sell what you have and give to the poor and follow me. In verse 22, the man was sorrowful. 
That was his response. He was sad. Why? Because he loved his possessions greatly. The thought of parting with them brought great grief to his soul. But yet the people out there preaching prosperity in churches, preaching this so-called prosperity gospel, are telling you that if you're with Jesus, you're going to have all the things of the world. But yet Jesus said here in verse number 23, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, verse 24, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ warned us against riches. He warned us that riches can become a stumbling block to the truth. Riches can keep you from God. He told the man, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and follow me. The man did not follow Jesus. Why? Because he didn't want to give up his possessions. Now, I'm not telling you that God asked everybody to, to sell everything to have to follow him. That's not the point. That's not the lesson. But the lesson to this man was the fact that he saw himself as perfect. He saw himself as obedient. And Jesus was trying to show him, you're not obedient, and you're not totally with me either. And I'm going to demonstrate it to you, because you're unwilling to part with your riches and follow me. He was trying to get this young man to wake up. And the lesson to you and me is that God and riches do not always go together. Sometimes, in order to follow God, we have to give up some things of the world. Verse number 27. The disciples asked Jesus, they said, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? So here you have the disciples of Christ who had forsaken their jobs, who had forsaken everything. And they're asking Christ, look, we forsook all. What are we going to have there for? And this is what Jesus said to them. Verily I say unto you that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye, shall, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my, for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Jesus is saying, if you follow me, I'm going to reward you. I'm going to pay you back one day. It wasn't right then because they were following him right then and they didn't have much. But he's saying, there will come a day where you will reap the reward of obeying me and suffering with me. But for now, riches can be a stumbling block. Riches can get in the way. Let me give you two lessons today from what we saw here in the scripture. Number one, 
Riches are not the sign of God's blessing. Rather, riches can be a potential stumbling block to knowing God, following God, being with God. The man, the rich young man here, his unwillingness to give up his physical prosperity kept him from Jesus. He wanted to lay hold on eternal life. He asked Jesus how to get eternal life. But yet he wanted to hold on to his worldly possessions. Doesn't work that way. If you want to reach out into the future and possess the great blessings of God in the future, then you've got to be willing to give up things now. Now, as we teach you on this program, you don't get into heaven by obeying God, but you get rewarded in heaven by obeying God. And God teaches us in the book of 1 Timothy, as believers, that we're to lay hold on eternal life. That means we're to live now in such a way that when we get to heaven, God will reward us handsomely, bountifully for our suffering for him on earth. That's what this is teaching. This young man is coming to Christ saying, what do I need to do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus says, well, uh, obey my commandments. Oh, I've done that. He hadn't. Nobody has. The Bible says that when we look at the commandments, it becomes evident that none of us have obeyed them. But yet he confessed to, oh, I've done all that. He said, okay, well, give all your things away. Sell it, sell it, give it away to the poor and come and follow me. He didn't want to do that. And he's not going to have eternal life. Because his riches became a stumbling block to understanding the truth. And the truth is, if you want to have eternal life, it begins with the fact that you see yourself as a sinner. You see yourself in need of salvation. You see Jesus Christ as the only Savior, and you're willing to believe on Him for everlasting life. And then if you're going to experience all of what eternal life can be for you, if you want to experience all of what heaven has to offer you, then you got to be willing to walk away from the things of this world in order to do what God has called you to do. This man's unwillingness got in the way of understanding truth. So riches are not the sign of God's blessing. They are a potential stumbling block to knowing God. I'm not telling you that having things is necessarily wrong. I'm not telling you that God doesn't sometimes give us things. What I'm saying is, you can't look at someone who's rich and say, oh, God is blessing them. You can't look at someone who's poor and say, God is not blessing them. That's not how it works. That's not scriptural. The second truth, Jesus taught that we are rewarded not for prospering in this world, but for leaving all for Christ's sake. He says again to his disciples, 
Everyone that have forsaken houses and brethren and sisters and father and mother and wife and children and lands for my name's sake, that he would reward them a hundredfold. These people had to forsake something. They had to give up something. They had to give up time with family. They had to give up pleasures of the world. They had to give up lands and houses and possessions. And in so doing, they would reap prosperity in the next world, in heaven, in a much greater way. Christ does not teach us to go after riches. Christ teaches us to seek Him and therefore lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. It is forsaking riches that brings true prosperity. To love riches more than God is certainly not prospering. The rich man wanted to lay hold on eternal life, but he also wanted to have his worldly possessions. And that's what exactly what the prosperity preaching is all about. And it's not biblical. Here are some other verses in the Bible that teach us about the deceitfulness of riches. And that's, I guess that's the title of our message today, is that be careful because riches can be deceitful. The deceitfulness of riches. It can become a stumbling block, something you trip over. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 4, Labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Labor not. To be rich. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. God says, They that will be rich, what does that mean? That means if you decide, look. My goal in life is to be rich. I must be rich. If you decide that you must be rich, God says you're going to walk right into a trap. A snare is a trap. And you're going to hurt yourself. And you're going to destroy yourself. Because when you say I must be rich, you'll be willing to do anything you have to do to accomplish that goal and you're going to lie and you're going to steal and you're going to do all kinds of evil in order to accomplish your goal do not have the attitude i will be rich that's what the bible says verse 10 for the love of money is the root of all evil which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The Bible says that those who love money and who covet, who long, who desire to have it, they have gone astray from the proper faith. They have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Oh, I warn you, be careful, be careful, be careful about your attitude towards riches. 
And if you go to a church that preaches you preaches to you that if you're not rich, then God hasn't blessed you, go to a different church. They're lying to you. The disciples forsook all and followed Jesus. The rich man didn't follow Jesus because of his riches. And the truth is, when you covet and desire riches, it becomes a stumbling block. It becomes a trap. You bring hurt to yourself because the love of the money is the root of all evil. Verse 11, But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. God says to the man of God, run away from the covetousness of worldly things. Flee it. Because it will hurt you. And he says, rather do this. Follow after. Pursue. Look for righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Are you a businessman? Are you trying to get rich? Nothing wrong with being a businessman. We need Christian businessmen. But are you trying to get rich? Or are you trying to do right in your business? Are you trying to use your business to enrich yourself only? Or are you trying to use your business to teach people the right way to go about doing things? Are you lying and cheating people in business? Or are you doing right by people and being patient with people and being gentle with those you do business with? It says in verse 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I got saved in 1991. I was 20 years old, almost 21. God saved me when I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I don't have to do anything else to get into heaven. But God has rewards for me in heaven. And if I'm going to get those rewards, I need to fight the good fight. I don't need to live my life trying to enrich myself. But I need to live my life trying to do what's right, trying to be godly, but living by faith, showing love, being patient, being meek, that when I get to heaven, God will enrich me for my faith and for my goodness and for my works for Him and for not following after the riches of this world. The Bible does not teach that the worldly riches are the key to biblical prosperity. The Bible teaches that worldly riches are a stumbling block to knowing Christ intimately and to earning the ultimate rewards in heaven. Furthermore, worldly riches can bring much damnation and grief to those living in this world. I beg of you, don't listen to the preacher who tells you if you're not rich, God is not blessing you. 
seek after God, seek after righteousness, do what's right. And in due time, God will prosper you. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. God bless you.